afternoon. Good afternoon. And welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet. And what it is, is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And I like that song that just came on. I had a big smile on my face because I have not heard that uh, in a very, very, very long time. So with that being said, uh, today we are still observing Women's Her Story Month. And the quote that I found today that says, says, I believe in being strong when everything seems to be going wrong. I believe that happy girls are the prettiest girls. I believe that tomorrow is another day. And I believe in miracles. And that is a really good quote specifically for me today because there are so many things going on in my space. Not necessarily that they're going wrong because we don't we don't say that anything is going wrong. We just look at the challenges that we need to overcome and we overcome them. And so I just really am thankful for that. And I definitely believe in miracles. And I have a surprise for you all today. We have a miracle that will be coming to join me today to talk a little bit bit about Bitcoin and seniors. Uh, we're going to have a special guest in the house today, so stay tuned. Her name is Miss Johnny, and uh, Miss Johnny's going to come in today. Uh, I have a Satoshi Seniors Club that um, we don't really talk about much because we were waiting to bring it out, but we do have a Satoshi Seniors Club, and there's some seniors that I would like to showcase uh, that we are working with specifically, and she's one of them, and she is coming in live in the studio, so you all stay tuned for that. Uh, she will be coming up, and in observance of the Women's Her Story Month, we're always talking about a woman in blockchain this month, and this young lady that I... Um, decided to showcase today is from the Latino community. Her name is Crypto Wendio. And she and I started roughly about the same time uh, in cryptocurrency on the side where we were actually understanding what was going on. Uh, but, you know, Wendy is doing some enormous things in this cryptocurrency space. She's holding a lot of meetups and different things, and you'll see her around. She does some market updates. She's really big on social media because she likes, you know, she does all those uh, TikToks and just different things like that. But she is Latino, uh, came from a very humble upbringing. Um, and really, uh, you know, found her way through her teenage years and, and, grew up and she's still very young in my opinion. Uh, she grew up and, you know, did a whole lot of different things in the healthcare space and she found herself in cryptocurrency. And so she just gave me something really quickly to read about her um, and to really say what she wants to say. And hopefully she, what well, she's traveling and what, what we do know is one of these days we'll be able to hear from her and what she thinks Bitcoin actually offers to the Latino community. But with that being said, she said, I became interested in cryptocurrency and blockchain in 2017. I quickly realized that blockchain technology had the potential to revolutionize and improve the quality of life for all classes and transformed the traditional financial industry. Prior to entering cryptocurrency, I worked in healthcare at the largest infectious disease company in the world. 
My role consisted of working with newly diagnosed and existing patients to coordinate their care. She then found cryptocurrency, and since the summer of 2018, she's been involved in this space full time. And she has been uh, utilizing her business and marketing skills to start things like the O Show and really to just document her journey as a Latino in this space and as a woman. And it makes her happy to know that she's brought so many people along with her and became a part of this new and emerging industry. Um, Wendy O is actually one of the largest female voices in the space. And I'm saying this because I want to make sure that you all understand. I myself came out of traditional financial services right in 2017. Wendy came out of the healthcare space in 2017. And we both are doing our part in different spaces to really educate our community. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not too late. You can do whatever you want to do. You can you can end this space. There is so much room for you to do whatever you'd like to do. And I would like to use Wendy to say to you today, uh, as well as myself, that if you're listening and you're thinking about getting yourself involved in this cryptocurrency space, you absolutely can. All you have to do is just start studying and really paying attention and seeing what is missing in this space. And what we both did was all about finding out what was missing for our specific niche and our specific community. And there is still room for you. So if you're interested, please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just to look at the space. We absolutely need you. This is a space where we all need to be working together, not us all rowing our individual boats, but us all getting together because we are stronger together than we are apart. And when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about some things that are happening in the news. I am going to read to you a statement that is now on the Chase website. And I got a whole lot to say about Chase uh, and the cryptocurrency space. And I'm going to give you a little bit of back history and then I'm going to read their statement, which almost knocked me off my chair today. But with that being said, when we come forward, we're going to talk about Chase Bank. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Najee Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Najee Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, all right. We are back. And as I always say, we are here to learn about things that have to do with your crypto life and your life in general. So there's been something that has been bothering me since Dr. Rosie Milligan called me this morning. And I just got to touch on it. It has nothing to do with cryptocurrency, but it kind of sort of does. So for all of those of you who, uh, you know, we're, we're rocking real hard with our HBUs, HBCUs, getting our children to these HBCUs. We're talking to their parents about how to save in this new form of digital currency called Bitcoin so that they can have what they need to get their children through college in the next five to 10 years without having to take out loans. That being said, I pay very, very close attention to what's going on at our HBCUs. And Dr. Rosie Milligan called me this morning and asked me, had I heard the news that our Hampton University was given free tuition, room and board, to the folks that are having to leave their country because of the war. And um, not that 
I don't think I'm very, very empathetic of, you know, what folks are going through. But what I do want to remind Hampton University and every other HBCU that's out there is that we have tons and tons, thousands of our children that need free tuition, free room and board so that they can get the education that they need. And it should not just be the people from Ukraine that get those free rooms and free board and free tuition. So I just want to put that out there to those alumni at Hampton. Reach out and tell them, folks, we got thousands of children, names and numbers that we can call that will love that free education out there. So I want to say that. And to all the rest of you parents and grandparents and alumni that are listening, we have a way through Bitcoin to ensure that when your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren get to college, you won't have to worry about them taking out these absorbent student loans because we got a plan in place to make sure that some of those things are taken care of. And I will tell you firsthand that it worked for my child, for my daughter uh, at that was at Grand Canyon University this last uh, three or four years. She just graduated uh, the year before last. But uh, it's a great feeling to not have to have a child come out of college with a bunch of debt. So I just wanted to say that. So reach out um, and let Hampton know whether you approve or disapprove, but also let them know that our children need to be afforded that same opportunity because we've been here and we've been trying to get them to those sorts of organizations. Uh, universities. So with that, we're going to get into our crypto news. I just had to say that today was just weighing in heavy on my heart. Uh, Well, with the cryptocurrency news as it relates to Chase Bank. So some of you may or may not know Mr. Jamie Dimon. Mr. Jamie Dimon, uh, CEO and president of of Chase, um, told his employees in 2017, and I remember this like it was yesterday, that if he caught any of his employees doing Bitcoin, he was going to fire them. Not only was he going to fire them, but he gave strict instructions that anyone who they found or could find that was doing Bitcoin transactions, meaning taking their money out of uh, Chase Bank to buy cryptocurrency, they were closing their accounts. Ladies and gentlemen, t- till today, and I'm, I'm going to get out of here today after I, I read this because this has just come about. I'm going to try Chase out to see what they actually do. But what I do know, because we do have a over-the-counter exchange where people buy Bitcoin from us, they regular everyday people, including business owners, cannot open an account and let them know that you are doing cryptocurrency because they either will not open your account or if they find out about it, they will close your account. And and to my knowledge, yesterday was exactly the same. But we're going to find out because I'm going to try chase out on this. But what happened is Jamie Dimon went from telling his employees that he was going to fire them if they got involved in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin specifically to writing the Bitcoin Bible in uh, 2018, which is about five months later, he wrote the Bitcoin Bible. But from 2018 till now, absolutely nothing has happened for them to change their policies as it relates to allowing businesses that are in Bitcoin or are dealing with cryptocurrency to open accounts or 
hasn't changed that they would shut your account down if they found out that you were buying Bitcoin from any of the, the major platforms. So we're going to see if this changes because Chase Banks just put in their cryptocurrency policy and it states JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon has historically flip-flopped on his positioning with respect to cryptocurrency since it broke into the mainstream in 2017. However, his most recent views are more bullish towards the digital asset space, which ultimately means Chase bank account holders can freely transact with regulated cryptocurrency exchanges. Ladies and gentlemen, Back in 2017, there were some issues with Ch Chase Bank freezing clients' funds if they were caught transferring U.S. dollars into some cryptocurrency exchanges. That has since cleared up. And ultimately, we are now allowing our clients to participate in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who think that this is fly-by-night and this is a scam, Please know that your local bank, Chase, is encouraging you to purchase cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. But not only that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm using my sarcastic voice. They have even teamed up with eToro. Now, why is this important to you and why should you not purchase your Bitcoin? I won't say don't purchase your Bitcoin on eToro because you absolutely can. But in my opinion... Chase has positioned themselves to get a little bit of kickback every time you buy Bitcoin. One of the things I have been telling you all is the reason that these banks are not offering Bitcoin is because they don't get any money when you go and buy your Bitcoin peer to peer on one of these exchanges. So how smart is it for Chase to position themselves to be able to now work with eToro, which means not necessarily that in eToro is going to show you up front what you're paying for Bitcoin. But if they have to give a little bit of a pinch of every transaction back to Chase, best believe they're going to get their money and it's going to come to you and it's going to come and be passed on to you either in the price of your Bitcoin. Because remember, I said Bitcoin can be whatever the exchange thinks that they can get from you. And if they have customers from Chase that are readily coming in, they know that those customers trust Chase and therefore trust eToro and they're going to pay whatever eToro is charging. So be very careful when you look at the fee structure for eToro because they may even say you get free trading, but you're going to pay for it in the cost of your Bitcoin, or you're going to pay for it in the cost of the fees. Because when you trade your Bitcoin from Chase to eToro, and maybe you get smart enough to move it into your own personal wallet, there's a small fee that has to be paid. And that is when eToro can tack on that price to then give Chase their little cut and eToro gets their cut. So just be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, 
as we look at these different platforms and things start to open up. And I cannot say to you how absolutely elated I am that I can go and call Chase and see if they open up my business bank account because they would not. And almost I don't even want to tell you what happened when I went in Chase uh, the last time. But we're going to try them out and I'm going to report back to you all and let you all know what is going on with that, ladies and gentlemen. So. That is Young Harriet shining some light on the Chase Etoro uh, partnership. And again, uh, we're definitely I'm not saying that Etoro is a bad platform. I'm just saying that, you know, Chase has a motive and that is to make sure that they're getting a little something off of this space, as are all the banks. Uh, what I am interested in seeing is if Chase is going to now open up so that you can hold your Bitcoin on their platform which means they are the custodians of your Bitcoin. And remember, not your keys, not your coin. Even if you buy it on eToro, ladies and gentlemen, not your keys, not your coin. It is not in your private uh, wallet on your cell phone or one of those ledger devices. So you do not have full control. eToro will. And I believe eToro has a, a big trading platform where they allow you to mirror people. There's just things that I want to caution you about um, just caution you in this space. And so also knowing with eToro having this mirroring platform, you really want to be careful uh, because everybody does not know what they're doing. And uh, there's a lot of different algorithms and things that go that are in place to help it look like some of these folks are winning with these trades and they may be not winning. And so we want to make sure that our community is safe. We play it safe. The name of this game, in my opinion, again, I'm not providing any financial advice. I am no longer a financial advisor on purpose. But at this point, because Bitcoin has not reached its full potential, do not sell it. Do not cash out of it. Hold on to it and do your very, very best if you can. Now, you know, I understand things happen and things happen all the time. But ladies and gentlemen, as we see, the price of Bitcoin is beginning to, again, find its place and it is uh, beginning to do some phenomenal things as adoption, mass adoption becomes more open to businesses, to governments, just all sorts of different things. So please play that safe um, and please, please, please. Call and ask us questions before you do anything. So I am also going to say to you, if you have anything that you want to share, our phone lines are open. This is our Friends and Family Friday because we got our fabulous friend here. Friend of Bitcoin is in the house. She just snuck in here and we're going to learn about her. Um, one of our Satoshi seniors. And uh, we're going to make sure that you understand who she is and what she does. Uh, but I want to give you those the number to the phone line in case you want to ring in. That number is 800-920-1580. Again, that number is 800-920-1580. Um, and I also just want to make sure that uh, folks are really understanding in this cryptocurrency space. Again, Bitcoin is absolutely volatile. It goes up. It goes down. It goes up. It stays stays down it trades sideways it stays down we have to understand in this space uh, it is just like any other 
asset class. And I keep saying asset class because I want us to kind of conceptually understand what I'm saying, uh, but they don't consider it an asset. They consider it property. Uh, and I always like to say to people just so they can understand this thing called Satoshi's. There are a hundred pennies in a dollar. There are a hundred million Satoshi's in a Bitcoin. So when people call me and say, you know what? I lost money in that Bitcoin thing. And I say, well, what happened? Well, the price of it went down. So you didn't actually lose anything. You it just decreased in value. And so the reason why it's important that you understand this analogy that I'm about to give you is so that you understand you only lose in Bitcoin when you sell it and no longer have those Satoshi's in your wallet. So it is equivalent to you going right here to Inglewood and buying a three bedroom, one bathroom house. Let's say you bought it for a hundred thousand just to keep numbers simple and everything in the area starts to improve. The Ram stadium comes in, the Clipper stadium comes in, Starbucks comes in and eventually Whole Foods comes in. You have done nothing to your house, but now the value has risen to 200,000. You still have a three bedroom, one bath. The value has changed, but what the structure of the house is and how you bought it has not. So that's what happens with the Satoshi. The value raises whatever Satoshis you buy. You still have that number of Satoshis. Nothing has changed except the value has gone up on the flip side. You buy that same house, three bedroom, one bath in Inglewood, and there starts to be all kinds of mayhem and shooting and and, you know, people littering in the streets and the price of the value, the value of the the property around it uh, starts to depreciate. And the price and now you bought it for one hundred thousand, but you can only sell it for seventy five thousand. That means you still have a three bedroom, one bath house. The same amount of Satoshis, but the value has just lessened. So some people are of the mindset that they think that when they're buying Satoshis, somehow those Satoshis increase in the number of Satoshis you have. It does not. It just increases in value or decreases in value. So with that, I hope that that helps some of you that have had some questions as to um, thinking that Bitcoin has some sort of split and you get additional Satoshis. It does not work like that. Uh, we can talk about some of the spinoffs of Bitcoin and what they are. Uh, and I want to let our listeners know that I absolutely see you on hold. Uh, comment about uh, Hampton U. Mark, when we come forward, we will get your question and then we're going to meet this fabulous lady that is here, friend of Bitcoin, Satoshi Senior, Miss Johnny. Uh, when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lamert Park, USA. From the heart of Lamert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. Right now. All right, all right. This is the head of the crypto curve. It got me smiling today with these songs. So I am just super, uh, just always excited to be here, just sharing with my community. So we have a gentleman that has been on hold. We actually have two. So Corey, I see you as well. But Mark has been holding, and Mark wanted to share something. 
Welcome, Mark, to our Friends and Family Friday. What's going on with you, sir? Thank you so much, Naja. Appreciate you having me on and uh, love your show. I Thank just you. wanted to kind of make a, make a comment. Um, Hampton University is offering uh, free room and board tuition and all that for Ukrainian students who are displaced. But this, is, this isn't the first time they've done that. They did the same thing for Hurricane Katrina victims. So, you know, I, I think it's important to differentiate the fact that, one, HBCUs are not just for black folks. HBCUs are um, extremely competitive educational institutions, and we serve everybody. You know, if it, whoever needs an education, they should consider going to an HBCU. So, you know, the fact that Hampton is sort of out, out front doing this, I think is a good thing because maybe other schools both HBCUs and PWIs will step up and provide, you know, um, relief, this type of relief to, to victims who are, who are suffering. You know, so it's um, obviously we always have people in need in our communities, and that doesn't go, you know, uh, unnoticed. But in extreme situations like Katrina or war or something like what's happening right now, you know, those, those are very different circumstances. And they're only doing that for a semester. So if the kids come and, you know, they want to stay, they've got to pay, pay for both after that. So essentially it's like going to summer school for free, right? Um, you know, they're not going to get a four-year degree from Hampton for free. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to make that point. And uh, I think hopefully, well, not think, but hopefully some other schools will step up and do the same thing for other communities that are suffering. Right. But, you know, remember most of, these, most of these schools were founded on Christian values. And that requires us to help those who are in need, period. All right, all right. And and I cannot disagree. I, I definitely, you know, to each his own. I just see that there's so many, because I sit in this space, I see so many of our children that need to have a summer away from some of the situations that they're in right here in our communities, in our hoods across this United States. In fact, the last time I visited uh Howard University, they were outside in tents, my brother. So um, I do. So, trust me, I, I know my daughter's there right now. Yeah. And so I, I know. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not, they're, our, our folks aren't being bombed either. So imagine your kids that you see right now are, are, you know, guarding themselves from, you know, hell bombs and all that other nonsense that, that, they're, that they're facing. That's a different reality. And what? I think it I think it deserves some uh, something a little extra. Okay. And I me. and I get you and again. I'm I'm de and I appreciate you. I definitely am not arguing with that point at all cuz you're absolutely correct. But I think that our bombs in our community come in a different form. And so um they they're not physical. They're not the physical bombs that are dropping, but there are so many things that are happening inside of our communities that are bombish. But they're just not those actual atomic bombs or what nuclear bombs and all those other things. But again, I really, really appreciate you coming on. And anytime you want to talk, let's do that. And looking forward to uh, chopping it up with you, my brother. Thank you again for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Naja. God bless. God bless you, too. All right. Next, we have Corey. Corey, welcome. Hello, Naja. Happy yeah. Friday to you. Happy Friday to you, too. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have uh, two questions. One is um, 
with regards to different coins, um, I wanted to get your take on uh, Akon's coin, Acoin. And just to get your take on it, I know that uh, you you um, emphasize the importance of Bitcoin, and I just wanted to get your take on Acoin at this point based on what you know, and then I have a follow-up question. Okay, so um, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the let Harriet shine some light on that for you. So uh, for about a year and a half, my brother, I reached out to Akon's camp to find out about the coin, what it was supposed to do, the actual tokenomics behind the coin, um, who was involved in the coin. And I ultimately decided for me and this may not be what it is right now because I haven't reached out probably in 2021 2022 I have not reached out but what I could find I actually just made up a decision in my mind that they were uh, he was building this smart city but this coin was actually not even designed by him but there were other powers that be that were putting this coin into place uh, for us to utilize, but he, the, the tokenomics and the things that I were finding were of those individuals that were around him and not necessarily something that he wanted to do for the African continent. It was something that they wanted right. us to participate in. So I kind of, kind of pushed back because there were uh, several teams that I talked to and really, uh, and I know that you know, movie stars and different actors and things like that. They need a team around them to put it together. But when I really found out that the best interest of, of, of Africa was not ingrained in what they were doing initially, I just kind of backed up from it. So that's just my take. Uh, again, some right. things may have changed. Akon may now be more active in his project. Mm -hmm. But when I was checking into it, uh, it was just it was he was not active at all in, in that project. Understood. Understood. OK, thank you for your feedback on that. And secondly, I cannot wait to enroll my kids in the uh, Crypto Kids Camp. And I just want to get some info on when the next one is so that I can uh, get them signed up for it. Yes. So our next Crypto Kids Camp is April 11th through the 15th. Uh, the children will be for those children that are here in the direct uh, Los Angeles area. They will the drop off point will be in uh, Inglewood and we will be journeying down to San Pedro to the Port of Los Angeles. Uh, the Port of Los Angeles has afforded us to have a large space. Uh, for our children's camp. And so we'll be transporting them down for those who need the transportation. For those who don't, uh, their parents can bring them down to San Pedro. And then uh, on the 15th, our graduation will be obviously there in San Pedro. But it's a great camp. We are planning. We are looking. We're excited. We're happy to um, be doing another one. We're happy that COVID restrictions are, are over. So this is going to be mm -hmm. an a, a great camp you're gonna your children are gonna meet people from amazon uh and several different entities that are coming out to teach blockchain technology uh i'm teaching evolution of money which is cryptocurrency it's just so many things that are happening so you can actually go to cryptokidscamp.org and sign your okay. your child up now so that's cryptokidscamp.org and that's for children ages five through seventeen Five through 17. I so look forward to it. And lastly, I just wanted to give you uh, uh, that, you know, when I was coming up watching uh, professional wrestling on TV, I always remember hearing that theme music from 
uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. So it, it took me back a little bit when you played <laughs> that today. And so uh, good looking out, Naja. I appreciate all that you do. Appreciate you as well. And that's that's these fabulous engineers here at KBLA. So uh, he slammed that one today. So that was that was awesome. So thank you for that. <laughs> All Got right. It. God bless you. Sister. God bless you too. And thank you. Thank you, both of the callers. And when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, the next voices you will hear will be mine and that of this fabulous Satoshi Sr. And her name is Johnny Green. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. So we have one of our Satoshi seniors here. Those of you that have heard me speak, when I told you I got into financial services originally was because I got tired of hearing my aunties and my church members saying, uh, they were on a fixed income and I wanted to do something about it. So I got in that traditional space now in the cryptocurrency space. And I met this young lady a couple of years ago. And one of the things that she said to me was, honey, I'm on a fixed income. And for the first time in my life, I was able to say, and we have something that can fix that. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you all to Miss Johnny Green, a fabulous author of the book, Celebrating Me. How are you today, Miss Johnny? I'm marvelous. That is good. <laughs> that is good. If you don't mind telling us how old you are, how old are you? I am 75 years old. Yes. And I feel like I'm 40, but my body tells me at times that I am 75 with a little <laughs> aches and pain. Yes, yes, yes. So she is our Satoshi Senior. She is one of our success stories, I will say that. And she has done an incredible job. Um, she said she was on a fixed income and she said, this is what I have. And so back then, and we won't tell all her business, she decided that she was going to invest, uh, in a Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. And she, she did her thing and, and not to say that that's what she still has or it does not, cause we're not getting into her business that way. Uh, but how did you feel taking that first step, trying to learn about cryptocurrency, getting your, your first, uh, Bitcoin? Um, I should say that I'm a baby boomer and I have always lived outside of the box. I've always been a daredevil. And so when you explained to me about how it worked, I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. And so I did. Um, at first I was a little nervous, but you made me comfortable with all the information that you gave me. So after I got the coin, uh, within less than a year, it my money doubled. Okay, and then as the months went on, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then I started studying Bitcoin and I found out that Elon Musk owned uh, a couple billion dollars in Bitcoin. So I'm thinking, OK, I got to keep going. So with all my studying, like you were saying, I'd watch the coin in value go up, up, and then it would drop down. And then I'd call you and I'd get nervous. I want to sell. And you kept telling me, don't sell. And that was the best thing that you could have ever said to me. Some nights I didn't really sleep there for a while because I watched all of that money just evaporate, you know. But I, like you said, I still had the coin. But then as time went on, what you said came true. It just went back up and went farther and farther. And as I have been reading lately, uh, within the next uh, year, 
to two years, it's going to be amazing what the value of that coin. And there's already some prediction about 2025. So I'm holding steady. I'm not nervous anymore when, when the price go down. <laughs> no, and absolutely. And so that's, that's ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Miss Johnny has just, just been fabulous in this space. And when we come forward, we're going to find out a little bit about her book that she wrote. And uh, you get a chance to know a little bit more about Miss Johnny Green. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. All right, Miss Johnny Green, the author of Celebrating Me. Her book is entitled Embracing who God created me to be. And we know that you wrote this book during, um, man, there's just been so many phenomenal things happening for you, but you've done it since you purchased your Bitcoin Mm -hmm. and you're our Satoshi senior. So why did you feel the need to write this book? Uh, The one of the reasons I felt the need to write it is because I did a lot of traveling uh, during the pandemic. And um, before the pandemic, I wrote the book and I was hurting because uh, the, uh, the abuse that I encountered growing up, uh, the abuse I encountered in my first marriage and the second one, and I've realized from meeting people's traveling that it wasn't just me hurting. And so I thought, I need to tell my story. And in telling my story, it has helped me so much because the book is about, lo- about over being overweight. It's about physical abuse, mental abuse, and, and emotional abuse. And it's just not me telling my story about being overweight. There's seven others in the book, which is part two, uh, Six Ladies and a Man. And um, their story is similar to mine. It's about being overweight and abused. And then we get to part three of the book. Dr. Med Hayworth, is she's a psychiatrist and she was raped. And she's letting us know that the reason uh, that we held on to the weight is because uh, the stress that we had that it placed on our in, inside of our body, it causes high blood pressure, uh, all sorts of sickness. Mm-hmm. And since I wrote the book, uh, I already knew that men's are battered just as much as, and they're abused just as much as uh, uh, women's are. Uh, and so I have men's now who are telling me their stories, and it, it's just phenomenal. And some of them are saying, I'm going to write a book. Uh, we have uh, live on Facebook every second and fourth Wednesday, and we're getting ready to do something on this. This next one is going to be on, we're going to talk about our mothers. You know, we went through a certain amount of abuse, but it's not because they meant to. It's because they could only do what they they knew. They knew. Yes. Absolutely. A lot of them had, they were abused themselves. Right. So they passed that on to us. Yes. And you know, a lot of things that we've encountered in our childhoods actually have to do with how we spend money, how we save money. Yes. Has a lot to do with our economic stress. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, just having this thing called Bitcoin, which is an option. Yes. And it's just an option. It's a tool that we can use as a community to change some of the things that we've encountered in our lives. So I thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I, I want everybody to go out and look for the book, Celebrating Me, 
uh, Miss Johnny Green, and it's G-R-E-E-N-E, and you can find this podcast and listen back in and get the spelling. Uh, and we want to just take a quick second to make sure that everybody is doing what Miss Johnny Green does, and that's dollar cost averaging. Um, and what she does is she just ensures herself that she's taking advantage. Uh, you know, whenever you get that little extra change, every now and then, if you have a little extra change that you want to put uh, towards some Satoshis, again, Satoshis being the smallest increment of a, of, of a Bitcoin, what we want you to do is dollar cost average. I say a DCA a day keeps the doctor, I mean, keeps poverty away. <laughs> Not Well, it may keep the doctor away, too, because you won't be so stressed because you know you have something uh, to be some backup. So with that, we're going to do that on the Black Wall Street wallet, which you all can download on your Android or your App Store. Download that uh, Black Wall Street wallet. Get inside of there. There's a purple circle with two white arrows uh, that are going both directions. When you get inside of there, all you're going to do is click on the, that arrow and it's going to allow you the option to buy Bitcoin. Once you do that, ladies and gentlemen, once you are in there to buy Bitcoin, you are going to then select the one time option. I am going to dollar cost average $6 today. So you do not need to buy the whole $41,000 Bitcoin. You can start with $6 today on the Black Wall Street wallet. I'm going to hit continue. And that is giving me a uh, Bitcoin, $6 worth of Bitcoin. 11 cent is my fee. I hit confirm. And ladies and gentlemen, I have just added to my Bitcoin wallet $6 worth of Satoshis. Again, we want you to dollar cost average and be well. With that being said, I don't want you to touch that dial because it's time to make way for the D.L. Hughley show. And, you know, I always say that D.L. is the truth. Absolutely love his show. There's a lot of good information. And I am your host, Naja Roberts. And you have been listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. And this is the fabulous KBLA Talk 1580. And we are apologetically progressive. KBLA 1580 Santa